solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Potter Watch. I'm Molly, and I'm Alex's out for today. So we have. <laughs> I like that you said I'm Alex. Yeah, because we always say I'm Molly and I'm Alex. I'm not Alex. Um, this is Serafina, longtime friend, longtime listener, first time podcaster. And if you were wondering, yes, I am the leader of Wizards in America. It's totes me. <laughs> when you guys had that episode, I was like, they didn't say anything about me. I don't know what Wizards in America is. That's the name. Serafina Pickery is the like leader, like in um, Fantastic <coughs> Beasts. Oh yes, yeah. That's her name. Alex told me about that. After the fact, and I was like, Serafina. They like ne- they mention it, I think, once or twice in the movie, but like very much in passing. Yeah, and when she said it, I was like, oh, duh. And then I honestly didn't even associate the names. Like, I just didn't I, they, associate they're them. They're spelled differently. With a P. But like, I was like, when you guys had that episode, I was like, ooh, I'm so close to being mentioned. We mentioned you after that, but in before that, yeah. I think I mentioned a tweet, but I didn't say your name. I know you said like a fan, and I was like, "That's right." I was trying to make it seem like we had all these fans, <laughs> and they weren't just our friends. It's not just me, me furiously tweeting you guys about Slytherins. <clears throat> oh, I'm a Slytherin. Hey. All right. Well, that's part of our rapid fire questions. So our lightning bolt questions, I should say. That's what's up. Um. All right. So. What's your house? Obviously Slytherin. Duh, duh, duh. Favorite book? Favorite book, uh, Goblet of Fire. Favorite movie? Goblet of Fire with the long <laughs> hair and like the dancing, <laughs> except for the dress, but it's great. Um, favorite character? Oh. I know, that's a tough one. That's always a tough one. We have a couple of variations on this show. I really, truly, and deeply, I, I'm a... Hermione Shipper, but I love Ron. I would say that Ron is my favorite character. All right. Uh, character you most want to sleep with? I think the obvious choice is Draco Malfoy, but when I'm... You when can I'm, say fan fiction versus real. Okay, fan fiction. Obviously. <laughs> but if I'm being true to myself, I would say probably... Which one is the... George Weasley. Did you just say which one survives? Is that what you were about? To no, 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 no. With I would, the ear, with I was, both ears intact. Oh my that god, would be that's fresh. awful. Um, no, I wanted to say which one is the one who dates Alicia. I don't think it, it's An- Angelina. And no, one of them dates Alicia and one dates Angelina, but then he marries Angelina. I think that's um, fan fiction. I don't think oh, either no. of them actually date Alicia. Whatever the Weasley twins. I'm just saying, not together. But, but kind of. Twins, but a little <laughs> bit. Like a little bit. All right. Um, so which character would you want to bring back from the dead? And this might be the same. Or which is the saddest death? Ooh. So I don't know if those are going to be the same. I feel like I definitely... I would bring back Sirius. Same. Like always. <laughs> well, or Fred. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I think Sirius... Um, would have more bearing on the trajectory of the story, and I would want to read the story yeah. with him with in him it. in yeah. it. Whereas Fred, I'm like, I just want to bring him back because I love him. Yeah, that's definitely the, the saddest. saddest death, though. I remember, I I like every time I watched that movie, I pre cry, <laughs> like before. <laughs> 
before he dies, I like pre-cry just to get it all out. Okay, favorite subject like to take or you know, just like <laughs> in muggle school, no, like, like transfiguration oh. or whatever. Um, I think ancient runes. Whoa, just game because it changer. sounds it sounded fun, and I've also studied runes like like a little bit. Like my dad has a book on it, and I'm like, runes are cool. <laughs> Um, secret nerd, not secret. Um, um, favorite fan fiction ship. I think you've already maybe said I it. I mean, I even have Alex bought me a like Dramione tank top. I thought she... you were dreary, so this is no okay. All right, so what we like to do is some fuck Mary kills. Um, okay, so this is like the <laughs> weird one. All um, right, Dumbledore, Hagrid, Snape. That's, that's a weird one because of Hagrid. <laughs> like, I feel like Dumbledore, Dumbledore and Snape are kind of like, they're both divisive. And, I, like, none Hagrid's of them are weird. innately sexual, I would say. Oh, so. yeah, no, for sure not. Although there's something kind of hot about Snape. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> you guys, I think I fuck Snape. <laughs> I think I, 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 sh- I shag Snape. What I, what are they? I don't I don't, I don't know. know. And then I probably marry Hagrid because he's just so sweet and he would like carry me around. I feel like <laughs> I feel like no, I feel like he'd be like a good husband. He'd be like really about that life. And then I'd probably tell Dumbledore, but in a in a gentle way, like he's an old man and I just hold his hand while he dies. Oh you know what God. I mean? Um I I don't I think I'm I would maybe kill Hagrid and marry, plot twist, Snape, because, mm. you know, I want to, like, save him from his, like, tortured soul. That's fair. And I mean, have a nice one. It's a with Dumbledore. <laughs> like, young Dumbledore? Yeah, for oh, sure. Okay, okay, young okay. gay Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore. You know, you're his, like, he's like, I'm going to try it. Yeah, like, he lost his uh, gold card. That's or kind of fun. Yeah. That's kind of fun. I also, I totally get the, like, Mary Snape thing. I, I almost said that, but I was like, no, that's a little too Dramione for me, and Snape's kind of weird. <laughs> definitely weird, but... But I, I definitely said I have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now this might be a little bit up your alley, okay. but it could be difficult. Uh, <laughs> fan that's fiction That's what she round. said. Um, what's up? <laughs> fan fiction round. Draco, Ginny, and Hermione. Ooh, that's really hard. And so originally I had Pansy instead of Hermione, and Alex, because I, I went, I put yeah. all these past Alex first, and she said to do Hermione instead of Pansy, because you apparently don't like I unequivocally hate <laughs> Pansy. I would say there's there's a couple characters who, like, annoy me. Like, when they show up, I get annoyed. Like, no offense, Dobby, but when you show up, I'm like, oh, Especially I, in this book. I don't want to slog. In, in book two, I mean. I think it's because his dialogue is kind of hard to read that I'm like, oh, I don't want to But see, I love Dobby in, like, book four. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, love him, but I'm, like, annoyed by him. Do you know what I mean? But Pansy, I, like, hate in every instance. Well, in the books, obviously, but Alex said that in fan fiction, sometimes, like, she's really likable, I guess. Yeah, she tried to sell me on some Pansy <laughs> Hermione nonsense. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to be Alex's voice right now. Anyway, the point is, like, when Pansy says, like, let's just hand him over, I'm like, she's dead to me forever. I hate this bitch. Um... 
Okay, so, so Draco, Ginny, and Hermione. Draco, Ginny, and Hermione. I would actually, I would, I'm going to go really obvious, but I feel like it has to be said. I would definitely marry Hermione. I feel like she's like, an she's a Gryffindor. She's an instant Mary, but she's got that Ravenclaw edge. Um, she is sometimes annoyingly Gryffindor, but okay. <laughs> um, definitely fuck Draco. And then I feel bad, but I would kill Ginny. Kill movie Ginny. Because <laughs> book Ginny is so hot, but in fan fiction, at least in the fan fictions I read. She's like a and, non-character. Well, even in the one that I write, she's just kind of like, I don't know. There's something about her that's just not very sexy to me. Bonnie Wright-ish. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. Maybe. Um, yeah, so this week, or today, whatever, <laughs> we're going to be talking about fan theories. Um, so this is something we've been bringing up, like, on the podcast, like, when it comes up in the chapter. So this is just a couple of random ones that um, I pulled, and then Serafina will probably have some that she's come across. Um, and so they're kind of in categories. So, like, the first one, and some of these we've kind of touched on before, but they might just be good to recap. But it's like Harry and the Dursleys. Okay. So one popular theory that I've seen is the Dursleys were terrible to Harry because he had a Horcrux in him. And like the Horcrux made them like dislike him. Kind of like how Ron gets with the Horcrux. I feel like, okay. <laughs> but I think like it's cool. But I, I get annoyed by these fan theories where it's like, oh, this character was bad, but I'm finding an excuse to yeah, where to excuse it's the not their fault. And I'm kind of like, for that to be true, the like magic of Horcruxes making you really mad is horribly inconsistent. Yeah, everybody else would have to like also abuse him. Like, well, like Ron and Hermione. Well, like Dumbledore hangs this sort of Godric Gryffindor like up in his office. Like the Horcruxes are everywhere and it doesn't affect everybody. Well, the sword's not a Horcrux, but I know what or, you mean. Yeah. Or like there's these magical objects or whatever and sure they have, maybe they have dark magic tied to them. But for that to be true, like... There would have to be, like, a consistent thing where it's, like, always when you're near a Horcrux, you're angry. Always when you're well, near yeah, a Harry, you're angry. Right. But that's not true. People, like, love him and, like, are the friends with just him. just suck. Yeah, can't they just suck? Can't we I have mean, a I mean, Vernon is hilarious as a character, <laughs> yeah. but they suck. Here's my fan theory. Maybe the Dursleys are just bad people. What? That's crazy. <laughs> Maybe Dudley gets away from it a little bit, but they're just dicks. Yeah. Um, and then, so with that, there's another, I don't even know if this is a theory. This mm-hmm. is just, like, talking about personality, but it's that the Dursley's hatred of Harry, like, strengthens him. Which, I mean, I guess. <laughs> it's like saying, like, oh, because they treated him this way, he's, like, the person he is. Well, yeah, but that's the same... I don't know. But That's I think just kind of like it's like storytelling versus nurture argument because I feel like other characters who weren't treated well like don't end up that way. Like Draco didn't end up that great because of how his family treated yeah. him. Like he made some poor decisions. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's also Harry could very easily have turned into like sometimes when people get bullied, they kind of associate bullying with power or and so like become the bully they become bullies to other people yeah. 
and that happens like quite often and so it's like a tricky thing because it could go into a way of where like well then you could have a fan theory where Harry's like a bully so I guess they're like part of this theory is that like he would be more stuck up and stuff which probably he'd be more like James He'd be more stuck up if what? If like his parents were alive? Like if people were nice to him growing up? I don't know. Like if he like grew up in a nice home, I guess like, I I think they're trying to say. I feel like people who grow up in nice homes are also very nice. Like Hermione. Yeah. Although Ron's kind of like a dick. (laughs) I mean, I love Ron too. Well, Ron's kind of a dick in the sense that he like. Has a lot of complexes being the He's just, he, he's. He's got that Gryffindor competitiveness, but also, like, a little bit of an inferiority complex. And those things are fighting against each other. But it's not like he's not a nice person in the sense that he, like, he's like, fuck you, Justin Finch Fletchley. Like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Like, he's not a dick. He just sometimes gets mad at his best friend. And it's like, I can forgive that. I get mad at my best friend. Um, All right, so... We're done with Dursleys and Harry, unless you have anything right. else uh, on not, that. Um, I feel like I had something in my head. Oh, do you remember, kind of playing like a little bit of a game with it, it's like, if you could save either Lily or James. Oh, yeah, we got into a whole argument like, of like, if who would have been a better one died, parent or something. how would Harry turn out? And like... Because like he always wants like his father around, but like obviously we were like Lily would probably be a better parent. Like we kind of did that well, whole argument. You and I think you and Alex came down on the side of like if Lily raised him, he would be pretty close to the Harry that we have now, and that he'd be like pretty nice and kind of a generous guy, but still like idolize his dad. But still idolize his dad, and I was kind of playing not devil's advocate because I actually think that this is true, but that. We don't really get to see the James who, like, does save Snape's life and does all those good things. Yeah, we... We kind of only get to see when he's a jerk because we is, see it through Snape's eyes. This is interesting because we just... The, Alex and I recorded Chapter 5 yesterday mm-hmm. since recording this, and we talked about this a bit. We went on a whole Snape rant and, like, <laughs> James versus... Snape and like bully versus victim and like kind of just talked about like their whole relationship and like who can you trust with the narration yeah. of it because you hear it from like you said like secondhand sources like Lupin and it's also like and Her- teenage yeah. James is like right. the only like kind well, I don't know if you can call it a firsthand experience if you yeah. see somebody else's memories but but then you only see that one memory you only which is really he bad. sees like two memories of his dad and their Snape's memories yeah and and the memory doesn't paint Snape in a very good light. Let's That's what I said. Yeah. So th- it. I so, think it's cool that you brought that. So up. my theory is is that a bad person, like a kind of a bully, like James was, who then becomes a good person, is a better good person than a person <laughs> who is good all the time. I I see what because you're saying. Because they know they know what being cruel would be like and they know that they don't want their kid to be that way. I don't think it makes them a better person because they've been a bad person. I, I think mean, it I makes think them see it differently. They, it makes them see it differently and I think that especially with Lily being gone, James would want like to raise almost. Harry the way that he thought Lily would want him to be raised and he would actually like kind of be more hard on him in a way 
Yeah, I don't think Harry would have turned out badly if James had raised him. Um, I think James would have let him be a little bit more, like, reckless and stuff like that, which I'm not saying is a bad or a good thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, but I don't necessarily think that James would not make a better parent. Well, I think, I think it, it's, it's hard to... It's apples and oranges because yeah. it's, like, if one of them is alive, they're, they're probably going to be good parents. Yeah. So it's just, I'm, I guess I'm saying I think... James would raise him to be a pretty humble guy because he remembers Unless being a jerk without to people. Lily, he reverts back. I don't know. Well, if he goes into like a spiraling like depression or something like that. I mean, they're either of them are going to get real sad, yeah. let's be honest. Okay. Um, all right, so we'll move into Neville theories because I know that Serafina really likes Big Neville. Fan. Second choice for favorite character. Um... And so these are just, so they kind of start out kind of like whatever, and then we get to some bigger theories. So first, and this I think Alex and I have brought up before, um, that Neville's using the wrong wand, which is why he's like not very good at magic for most of the Like how when Ron's wand is like broken or he's using somebody else's wand, he's like no good. Yeah, because it's his dad's wand, if Mm -hmm. you remember. And it breaks, I think, in the fifth one. So in the sixth one, and so in also the seventh one, Neville's like a badass. He's like using his, his actual wand. Yeah, he like finally puts down the money and purchases a nice <laughs> yeah, wand. Yeah, Gran. <laughs> Thanks, Gran. Um, um, so I just think that's like, I think that's why he's so like bad at magic. I actually really like this theory. Yeah. I like it because you do see that played out with um, Ron and with other characters. Yeah, when Harry they, in the seventh one trying to use... Like the Blackthorn wand or whatever. Yeah, they like have a lot of trouble because it's not really like consistently touched on, but the idea that obviously they have some sort of magic in them. The wand chooses the wizard. And the wand is the <laughs> conduit, and so you you do better with something that's suited to your magic, whatever. I don't know if there's like colors of magic or flavors. I'm gonna this forward. Okay. Oh, wait. Um... I actually really like this theory, and I think that it it makes a lot of sense because Neville is the type of guy who'd be like, oh, I don't need a new wand, but kind of be forgetful of the fact that maybe that would be a yeah. reason why he's not so good at it. And I think he wants that connection with his dad, probably, and, like, his grandmother probably really wants him to use that wand. That kind yeah, of and I think I it's sweet that he uses it, but I would also totally understand if that made him, like, really bad. Yeah. Because I think ultimately he's not like his parents. I mean, he is brave and everything, yeah. but... I'm always down for any theory where Neville comes out as, like, a secret <laughs> badass. Um, well, speaking of his badassery, um, so when he gets his points in the Sorcerer's oh. Stone... <laughs> you which, guys talk about this a lot. <laughs> his what? His ten points? <laughs> yeah. Like, standing up to you your friends. You guys always talk about the point, that, like, point moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, so well, I think that... This kind of explains why he gets those points, or this is what the theory says, mm-hmm. is that Dumbledore gave him the points because Dumbledore knows what it feels like to stand up to a friend when it comes to um, Grindelwald. I don't know. <laughs> ben corrected me when I said his name. I, so now I think I'm, he corrected like, you just with the first name. It's, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Gellert? I it's always Gellert. say Gillette, but there is an R in there. Yeah, I think it's Gellert. He would, I don't think, I think Grindelwald is pretty much self-explanatory well anyway gg not Gilmore. (laughs) classic gg am i right um 
Yeah, so Dumbledore had to, like, stand up to him, and he knows how, like, difficult that is. So, I think, or he didn't really stand up to him. Um, so that's why he gave Neville the points. I mean, again, not really much of a theory, just, I mean, it's Just is, kind of, I like, guess. it's kind of, it's an added texture yeah. of an idea. I don't like this one simply because I, I love <laughs> Dumbledore, but I don't think he, like, thinks that deeply about, like, his minor actions. Oh, I think, I think Dumbledore thinks about every action that he does. Oh, I'm sure he does, but I don't think he's, like, tragically, like, sitting in his office being like, he deserves it, and I never stood up for my <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think he's just like, if I do this, they'll win the House Cup, and that was really brave of him. Like, you know, in, like, a teacherly way, he's like, yeah, kudos to you, but I don't think he's like, and ha- here's how that reflects on me. Like, I think that this theory came from Gryffindors who wanted to defend why they got the house Here's championship. Why, here's though. why they got the house but Here's why Sabrina doesn't like this ship. <laughs> I'm Slytherin. And need I say, when you're a Slytherin, you don't get extra points for being real ambitious. So what he was really brave that one time whatever maybe a hufflepuff found something they deserve 10 points (laughs) this is some bs he wanted gryffindor to win and that's why he gave the points and yes obviously i love neville he did do a good thing but you can't deny that when he's like looking at them with a little twinkle in his eye like he doesn't know what he did I'm just, I like think of it, I don't have a side on this because Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are never in the running for first place. I, I, I also get kind of, I get kind of annoyed at that. I mean. It makes sense from a, for the books. It makes sense, but from a storytelling standpoint, I get annoyed by the whole like, it's Gryffindors versus Slytherins all the time. And I know that we're competitive houses. And, I mean, like, in a Harry Potter trivia, there's nobody more tenacious than me, even <laughs> when I'm, like, getting multiple questions wrong. <laughs> I don't know. But it it always kind of bothered me. I was like, the Ravenclaws didn't rack up enough points? That's, yeah. Like, why aren't they, you know, sometimes it's like, well, it's actually against Ravenclaw this year. Slytherin didn't do so well. Yeah. I don't, it's seven years. You'd think <laughs> one time Ravenclaw would be like, we did something really And good. I don't know if... Hufflepuffs are, like, the worthy opponent of Ravenclaw. Like, it seems more like Slytherins and Ravenclaws would be more at odds with each other. Yeah, that's, that's, that's to me. Because they're both kind of, like, um, smart or whatever in different ways where, like, Slytherins have that more cunning and, like, um, Ravenclaws are more logic or Like, I could see, like, a very cute, like, um, original character fan fiction of being like two, like a Slytherin and a Ravenclaw just like in competition for the top <laughs> of the class. Like I'd be really down to read that because I do feel like being the most intelligent or like being the best at something kind of puts you in odds. Whereas the the Gryffindor some competition is just kind of aimless. Like they're like we kind of want to win everything, but we don't want to work too hard at it. And that, <laughs> We, we don't want to be, like, sneaky about it either. We're just kind of, like, barreling through. And Hufflepuffs are like, we'll take whatever points you'll give us. Hufflepuffs <laughs> are like, I'm just trying to get through school, man. Like, I just want to live my life. Um, all right, so the next one, still about Neville. Um, and the it. first one was that Quirrell. Now, this is kind of far-fetched. Okay. Quirrell was trying to kill Neville during the flying lesson, which is why his broom, like, went all crazy. The flying lesson, like, 
The one with the with remember all- Yes. <laughs> because, okay, so let me just explain it. <laughs> okay. Um, so they're saying that Quirrell somehow knew about the prophecy, I guess, because he shared the brain with Voldemort. And so he <laughs> well, that knew that Neville was like the other chosen one or whatever. Okay. Um, and so he was like, I'll just try and get rid of both of them while I'm here doing my thing. And so because I guess they said that it's similar to how Harry's broom gets like jinx, that maybe Neville's was jinx. Again, supporting that Neville's really not that bad at everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, um, so I just think it's kind of far-fetched that like, I don't, I don't know about the whole chosen one thing because apparently Voldemort didn't think that Neville was the chosen one. Well, so. I mean, it's like for the he's trying to kill Neville during the flying lesson thing to be true. He has to like kind of be maybe the chosen one, but I don't think that it's the sort of thing of where like, well, if you kill Harry Potter, then Neville's just gonna be like, whoa! Suddenly a Horcrux is in me, and I'm the chosen one. Or maybe Voldemort thought he chose wrong, and so he's like, kill both of them just in case. I mean, I would totally buy Voldemort as being the type to be like, kill both of them. But I think that sometimes these fan theories, I'm kind of like, can a cigar just be a cigar? Like, can't Neville <laughs> just have made a mistake? Can't the Dursleys just be jerks? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I just, I, I did think it was kind of interesting. I disagree with it also because um, I know for a fact that Quirrell's teaching at that moment because McGonagall gets wood out of Quirrell's class. Also, standing in for Alex for a second. Madam Hooch would never stand for that nonsense. Yes, she <laughs> would. Like, She's incompetent. She'd be, she'd be like, I can tell that that broom is cursed. No. <laughs> That's the only thing she's good at is flying, so. She doesn't even help Harry when his broom is cursed. We're not big Madame Hooch fans. I think it's weird that Madame Hooch, like, teaches flying, but that apparently they have other professors, like, referee the matches. Only it's like, Snape. what is she doing? Only Snape that one time. What, was she visiting her mother in Scarsdale? Like, why wasn't she there? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. She's, she's not my fave. All right, so this is the meat and potatoes, that Neville was the chosen one. Like, for a hot sec. A little bit. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me see. Ooh, you have a link in your notes. That's fun. Okay. It's really long, but it basically just goes through... Um, the prophecy business. Yeah. And well, and actually, this is... This fan theory in particular that I looked up got really deep and, like, went kind of crazy. Okay. So they basically said that Neville knew who he was or something and after his parents got attacked Gran put like a memory spell on him so he wouldn't remember like the pain of all of it and that's why he was Whoa, he didn't show, never heard this let part me, of let it. me get through this because it's a lot <laughs> I and love it, it doesn't all add up for me <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't so, <laughs> so she puts this spell on him and that's why he doesn't show magic for a long time in the beginning. Like, I don't know if you remember, he was yeah. talking about how his Uncle Algie was, like, always trying Almost to get... threw him out the window, which was terrifying. Right, and so this person was like, see, it's Uncle Algie trying to make him be magical, not Grant. And then it was like, when, I, when they found out I had magic, Grant even cried. And they were like, she cried in a bad way because she wanted to protect him from all of this. And she didn't want him to have magic. I don't know. And then, um, and that's why he's so forgetful about things. And, like, when he held the remember-all in the book, 
it's he's always forgetting something because he doesn't remember these memories oh, wait. of being like the chosen one. Hold on, or pause. <laughs> so this theory isn't like when they were babies, he could have been the chosen one. Not but really. He wasn't. It's like he kind of is. Yes. Oh. It's really, it's very convoluted, and I might be not doing a great job of explaining That's okay. it. But um, I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, and so he, like, and then, so they brought up the whole thing where Moody's, like, your parents, blah, 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 and mm-hmm. then Harry's, like, are you okay? He's, like, acts all weird, and they're, like, see, he's not sad, he's just acting weird because he doesn't really remember. This is so... You know what this is like? This is like a fan fiction. I would stop reading at like chapter two. I'd be like, I'm done. <laughs> and then, and here, here's where it gets the best. And this is okay, the last okay, part. Okay. Is that they compare him to Peter Pettigrew because Sirius, James, and Lupin are like the golden trio. And mm-hmm. then Peter like tags along, but he's not like as powerful and whatever. And then they're okay. like, Neville's like that with the our trio or whatever maybe and that he's really the one that's like powerful and is going to turn on him just like peter became powerful kind of and turned on them and that neville's like really this like all-powerful wizard that he doesn't even know about because of this memory charts because that's kind of a bummer that just makes (laughs) him look even like dumber okay so here's the thing i do your worst (laughs) okay here's the thing i love that the prophecy includes that like there was a possibility that Neville like he met all of the other requirements but Voldemort didn't choose him and so it makes it so that Harry's not like oh the golden boy forever like he's still got it was still chance kind of it was still kind of chance or a decision was made but it's not like like um he wasn't like, like, like born as yeah the like one. divergent or something like that where it's like oh this person or they were meant to be the chosen one forever which i like hate I haven't read well there's a lot of like i know fantasy stuff where it's like the one true hero and i kind of like that there's this possibility that she includes later on of like somebody else could have been the hero and i think what's nice about that is that when you're reading it as a kid you're like you're on Neville's side when you read about him. So it's kind of cool to see, like, yeah, like, Neville could have done it too. Like, anybody could be Harry Potter in a way. Um, but this theory, on the other hand, is like, ooh, grapes. <laughs> this theory is bonkers. Which is why I brought it up, because I think it's so bonkers. Bonkers. <laughs> If you listen to other podcasts, you'll know exactly what I'm referring to. This theory is bonkers, and it doesn't make any sense. And I think we're coming back to the same thing. Like, with these fan theories, it's like, I love that you want to add texture to the world. But... I love the idea of the theory. You're taking so many leaps that it's like, can a cigar just be a cigar? Like, Neville does have his own friends. Like, they say, like, he hangs out with Ginny when she gets to school and, like... Like, he has his own friends, and he seems to have his own life and his own interests in once. <laughs> so it's kind of weird to be like, but he's really forgetting it all. <laughs> I love that, and it honestly makes no sense. The grand that we know yeah. is always, like, pushing him to be, like, the best and, like, mm-hmm. 
wants him to be like his dad so like there's no way that she'd be like i'm gonna make you forget this and like forget your magic and all this random well stuff. yeah and it's also it's attributing a lot of character to grand that i just <laughs> i don't think she <laughs> has never existed like her character is like a you know kind of a walk-on role of like and he says silly things about her and that's her character and like trying to like be like but she she's, really has a deep, dark secret. It's, like, so annoying to me. She's his Dursleys. <laughs> she's his Dursleys. But, like, in a loving way of where she just messes with his memories. That's called child abuse, everybody. All right. So we've moved out of uh, Neville theories. So now we're into just some random theories. Okay. Um. So, the reason that muggles say abracadabra is because it kind of came from Avada Kedavra. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm into it. I like that, but the hidden side of that theory is, like, the dark side is that, like, oh, I heard somebody get super duper murdered. Yeah. And, and then just, you're just saying it's all these people. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, it's like you murder somebody... And then you memory charm everybody. But they keep... But it's like, they can't forget about the, like, murder. That's actually a really good point, like, because it was so traumatic, that's what they hold on to. you, like, have... Like, and we see that, like, memory charms, unless you're really good at them, unless you're, like, Lockhart or something, sometimes don't work right. So I kind of like that. I'm looking at you, Jacob Kowalski. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Although that, it was all worth it for that moment when she goes into the bakery and she's like, screw this, I'm going to be with him. I'm like, I love it. Um, Queenie. But I like that because it gives, like, a lot of texture to the muggles who, like, witnessed a crazy murder (laughs) and still go babbling on about it. There's another theory that I didn't include today, but... It's that the muggles and the wizards had a huge fight, and the muggles won, and that's why that's the why wizards like are in hiding. Yeah. Hmm. But I haven't done enough, like, research on it to be able to explain it all. That's kind of cool, except for, like... How if, did they win? <laughs> how did they win? But also, if that was true, it would be in their history class at Hogwarts. Like, maybe the muggles don't learn about it, but surely the wizards would, and I feel like that would be, like, an important thing to bring up. I feel like the wizard community, like, picks and chooses their history, though. Like, they kind of talk about that with, like, the goblins and things like I that. I guess that, well, yeah. I mean, the way that they treat magical creatures exactly. is certainly, like, And they I'm don't sure want to admit that the muggles beat them. I'm sure we're gonna get into it when we see the second movie of <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. I'm very excited about that. Um, alright. So we were talking about okay. Hufflepuffs earlier. But all this theory is the Hufflepuffs is a stoner house, and I'm pretty sure what? that's the only reason that this is a theory is because they are houses located by the kitchens <laughs> for the munchies. <laughs> Which I, I love know. it solely based on that. I don't know if this is a theory so much as it's just like a sentence. It's like it's more of a projection. Is stoners. <laughs> It's just like a sentence you could say. Like you can say any combination of words in any in any order. Well, and they said, which they're making a lot of generalizations about the stoners, but they were like they get the brunt of the jokes and they just laugh it off. 
So I, there's <laughs> this theory is clearly made by like a a ten year old who like just found out what stoners are. No, they just found out they were a Hufflepuff and they're trying to make it cool. They were yeah, they were trying to make it really cool, and they also like their older brother just told them what weed was. Like, all right, this next theory is wild. I'm ready. <laughs> I just saw a glimpse of what was happening on your on your notes, and I'm like. My body isn't ready, but my heart is ready for this theory. Okay. Mary Poppins and Harry Potter are in the same universe. Got it. And Mary Poppins went to Hogwarts. And that she... Is a um, witch. ...really likes muggles mm-hmm. and muggle-born. So she, like, after she graduates, she, like, goes and, like, helps them. And she only uses the levitation charm and the extension charm um and then like takes the the muggles or whatever and possibly maybe they're muggle born and she's like prepping them for the magic world i don't know i didn't go into that but and that um what's his name bert is a squib which is why he like knows that she's like magical and stuff but he's he can't do anything right and they like can't really date because i guess you're not supposed to date like squibs or whatever back then and then I was like, oh, this is fun. And then they were like, yeah, but Voldemort killed her in the first war because she loves muggles so much. Well, then it got really dark. (laughs) I was like, why did you have to bring that layer into this theory? Also, Mary Poppins takes place in, like, Victorian times. So how old is she when he kills her in the first war? I guess old. The first war is, like, in the 70s. Yeah, but if she... That was, like, the 1920s, I think. Oh, it's, like, the 1910s because they... Hmm... Well, no, let me, it was during let me Google um, it. when women were trying to get the right to vote in Britain. In Britain. I don't know what year that would have been. 1917, maybe? I don't know why that date just popped in my head. <laughs> Some Ravenclaw, like, <laughs> like. Well, I know 1927. Deep, deep source, like, learning just, like, came into your mind and you were like, I don't 1917. know. Um, <laughs> but I love this. For how wild it is. I love it for how wild it is. I don't like the last part because I think that that doesn't actually really seem to shake out to me. Um, Like the Voldemort is like purposefully targeting Mary Poppins. It doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> but also her umbrella has her wand in it like Hagrid. That's what they said too, which I think is adorable. That's cute. Like, before Voldemort was all obsessed with Harry Potter, he was really obsessed with Mary Poppins <laughs> and killing her. Um, but that's, yeah, so they said the first horse. I don't know how I kind of like that. I, I also wonder if, like, I, sort of in, like, the Hufflepuff or Stoners kind of way, like, I wonder about the person who made this, like, what was going on in their life that they were, like... Yeah, these two things go together. Well, I guess in this crazy theory, they're like, she was really outspoken about, like, supporting muggles and stuff. Kind of, I guess, like, Burbage. Right. So he, like, killed her for fun. I mean, I can't, I could, I could see that happening, but also remember, so if she's kind of the age that she is in the movie, by the time that the first war would be happening, she'd be, like, an old lady. Yeah. So that just makes me really bummed out. But, like, I guess kill whoever you want, Voldemort. I mean, I can't tell you what to do. Uncle Albert's laughing disease really was a contagious form of magical illness. I were reading an article. And that Michael Banks passes it on to... Okay, I don't, I don't, remember I don't know stuff. enough about Mary but Poppins. But that part where they're laughing is apparently also magical. I, I do remember that part. I don't... 
I guess I also don't know as much about and like oh, the now mirror. they're saying that she's a Ravenclaw because she has a blue jacket, which well, seems like a also a she leech. would definitely be a Ravenclaw. She would totally be a Ravenclaw, I but mean, I said it. She's and practically then, perfect in every way. I said it, and then in my head I was like, yeah, no, she is though. Um, but I just love it. She trains them not to speak of their adventures to other Muggles. Okay, that part that contradicts the theory. So if she loves muggles and wants them to know about magic and to do magic with them, then why is she hiding it? She doesn't want them to tell, like, their parents and stuff. Like, the other muggles that aren't cool. She works, like, specifically with kids, it sounds like. I love it. She's building her own army. I love it. This is real now. Like, when they do the... If they ever... If she ever, like, writes a book about the the marauders i really hope that like mary poppins as an old woman just like a small cameo <laughs> like is in it or like it's more subtle they just like meet someone they marry they, like, they, don't they even meet like an name. old woman who uses her wand and it's an umbrella and like she tells them some stuff and at the very end they're just like oh old woman what was your name again and she's like mary poppins <laughs> mary poppins mary. <laughs> and then like Bert just, like, comes out of a chimney and it's like, hey. Bert's really filched this whole time. <gasps> now no, that's, that's a theory. That's I'm sad. I'm writing a Reddit article right now. <laughs> I'm getting it ready, you guys. Um, oh, that's Did a you bummer. see the second Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. <laughs> Fucking Mary Poppins. <laughs> what do you mean? And he goes out like, Yes. <laughs> Drax is so funny. No, and it's the blue guy. Yeah, Drax. No, no, the, um... The oh, oh, oh. What's what his, his name? name? I don't know. The one that's, like, Chris Pratt's dad. Craft that dad. was so sad. No spoilers. Okay, something sad happens in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Alright, moving on from that fun theory to <laughs> another very true theory. Everybody get on board. <laughs> Alright, so the next section. <laughs> this is the last um, category, I guess. Okie dokes. Are people who they say they are? I'm so ready. Because you guys talk about this before. I'm very excited. <laughs> so my favorite theory, which I know we've talked about a lot, but I just need to bring it up again. Uh, Ron is Dumbledore. <laughs> Go. Thoughts. Thought. I've already said all of mine. <laughs> I, like, so you many. You need me to recap the theory? <laughs> I just want to hear more details. Okay. So, Albus Dumbledore did some time turner action and came back as Ron Weasley. (laughs) And that's pretty much all you need to know. Here's what I think. The explanation for it is because they both love chocolate and candy, and they both injured their leg? What? What? Wait a minute, what? I don't even remember Dumbledore saying that. When did Ron enter his leg? Well, that was in the third one, but when did Dumbledore enter his leg? Okay, are you ready for my thoughts? Yes. Okay, here are my thoughts. First of all, if the theory is that Dumbledore wants to watch over Ron more closely, (laughs) watch over Harry more closely, Ron is terrible at watching over Harry. Anytime they're like, hey, Ron, where is Harry? He's like, I don't know. And, and Harry will be like in an invisibility cloak. He'll be like, I don't know. And he's like always pushing him to do dangerous stuff like take the flying car or... Oh, not only that, Ron also comes up with the least helpful theories. That's like, what Alex said. Like always Hermione will be like, I think it's this. And Ron will be like, 
what if everything is just fine and we all stay in the tower? Like, also, let's talk about his relationship with Lavender Brown and Hermione Dumbledore. Oh my god, I was gonna <laughs> talk about that. I was like, first of all, if that was true, Ron would be like, if you were pretending to be a student at your own school and you were like, what, an 150 year old man? Wouldn't you be like, maybe I just won't touch anybody? <laughs> maybe yeah. not. Also, it seems crazy mm. that Dumbledore would see all of the terrible stuff that, like, Draco Malfoy is doing and not stop any of it. Like, <laughs> this, like, real bully is at the school, and apparently Dumbledore is just like, everything's fine. Honestly, though, Dumbledore does Dumbledore's it anyway. Like, he already knows that's, that's happening. <laughs> Dumbledore's like, I'm in deep cover as Ron Weasley. Also, the other problem with that is that, what, did Dumbledore go to Molly Weasley and he was like, listen, you gotta pretend to be pregnant in 11 No, maybe years. he killed the real Ron. Oh my god. <laughs> real Ron Weasley was such a, was such a good person, but he got super murdered. And that's why <laughs> muggles say abracadabra. <laughs> Uh, well, so this basically hinges on the fact that they, he loves chocolate and candy and that D young Dumbledore had red hair and that when Ron does the aging potion or whatever, he has a beard. Well, to play devil's advocate, Molly, red hair is really uncommon in England and Ireland, so they got us there. <laughs> and children typically super duper hate candy and chocolate. <laughs> Especially children who didn't get that a lot growing up. They really hate it. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is it checks out. Yeah, it checks out super, super good. Another theory. Mary that... Poppins theory checks out way more than Ron <laughs> I was, what an unexpected idea. <laughs> um, next theory that totally checks out. George Weasley is Willy Wonka. Are people just watching movies from the 70s and just thinking about Harry Potter? What is happening? Oh, there's a side-by-side -side comparison picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, by the way, Gene Wilder. If I, if I remember, I will tweet this picture. <laughs> I would love it if this picture was the same, but that was Johnny Depp. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. then and then him as Grindelwald underneath too. <clears throat> All right, so let me just read a little bit. Okay, okay. Theory. Willy Wonka is secretly George Weasley from Harry Potter. After the events of the book, George used wizard time to I hate all this time travel stuff. It's because of Cursed Child. I know. It gave it it gave us permission to use that again and I hate it. Not a fan. Um so use time travel technology. Um, to go back and start a new life under a new identity. And before George's brother Fred died, uh, spoiler, the twins opened a successful toy and candy shop called Weasley's Wizard Weezes. And one of the most popular items was the skiving snack boxes, nosebleed vomiting, etc. Okay. Um, so I guess that's like what. So like we get it, like that's George. That's yeah. his life story. So, in a couple seconds. I guess they're saying like some of the stuff that like Willy Wonka is making is kind of like you could find it in Wizard Weezes. Like how you can turn into like the candy that never like mm -hmm. ends or um Okay. The are blueberry you, one. Are you ready for my I'm ready deep dive fan theory? So when Dumbledore obviously went back in time and became Ron Weasley. <laughs> He didn't kill Ron Weasley. He gave him a memory charm. And as Ron loves 
Candy, <laughs> as we all know, is a like hinging, very important part of his character. He kind of went a little cuckoo bananas. And, beca- and he's the real. Yeah, and but he also had to travel. Ron, Ron, Ron had to travel back in time to the forties and fifties, which is when Harry when Willy Wonka takes place, and then he became Willy Wonka. Checks out because Willy Wonka is kind of a sadist, so I would buy him as being like kind of messed up from like some sort of memory. Well, trend. and I think the whole thing is George is like depressed, so he like tries to escape, and then that's why Willy Wonka is like so. Such, like, isolated, and his only friends are Oompa Loompas, who are really goblins, But the part of it that doesn't check out is, let's talk about, like, these kids don't die in Willy Wonka's factory, but they definitely get super injured, and it just doesn't seem to write to me that, like, George would be like, ha ha, like, I made you, I played a trick on you, and now I turn you back to normal. He wouldn't be like, and now we're gonna roll your blueberry ass out of here. Willy Wonka hates he does he's really mean that augustus bloop could have died (laughs) well and like the little tv man he never comes back to normal they stretch him (laughs) that's horrifying also stanley also augustus gloop definitely drowned in chocolate (laughs) his like body surely must have and what's her name like got trash compacted yes the golden goose girl and then oh it's so bad but like george would never do that George, um, the person I would choose to have my sexual encounter with, would never do that. All right, so the next theory, and I just let Serafina <laughs> read a little bit ahead. This is great. This is that Harry and Hermione are actually siblings. And um, when this airs, I'm going to try and post all of the like articles and stuff that we talk about so you can uh, read and get angry with us. Please click on this one. If you don't read any of the rest, please read this one. It's very long. It was posted in 2005 by Merlin455. Um, Shout out. Um, From France. Interesting. Ooh. I like the way the French think. (laughs) So it's really long. And basically, they've taken every interaction between (laughs) Harry and Hermione and analyzed it to a T. And basically, they're saying that Harry and Hermione are siblings, and that, and there's two ideas here, (laughs) that either when they were killed, they separated them, I guess, in order to protect them, or when she, when they were born, they, like, separated them because they knew that they were being, like, sought after. Um, And, like, all these things about, like, how they treat each other like siblings, and how when... Rita Skeeter says that they are, like, in love, that Hermione laughs at it and finds it funny. And this whole time, they're saying that Hermione knows this, and that's why she knows so much about Harry um, when she first starts and knows so much about the wizarding world. The only thing that we both like about this theory is that it explains why, like, the Grangers are not characters. (laughs) (laughs) That's the, like, it is sad that we don't get to see the Grangers a lot. From a storytelling standpoint, I totally get why. Because it's like, why would we? Like, they don't. Other than being her parents, they don't actually serve any, like, story purpose. They don't have any important information. They can't do the same things that other characters can do. And so they're not in the story that much. 
this you're just scrolling and scrolling and i'm like surely it's gonna be over but it is not over. there are six appendixes to the already like chapter by chapter breakdown because it was written in 2005 so the first part of this article says like um jk is hinting at a, like a big twist that's gonna be happening yeah and obviously like now i'm reading this and i'm like the twist was that snape was in love with harry the whole <laughs> gross snary gross that snape was in love with lily the whole time that was clearly her twist and that we were gonna like get to see a little bit about that and i i like that i think it's a good twist this doesn't it makes sense but it's also it doesn't make sense i don't know why i said that it's so annoying like one of their supporting theories is that hermione says harry's name a lot more <laughs> than the other characters like she says harry don't do this and i'm like okay well by the same logic then hagrid is his dad he says harry all the time i don't understand <sighs> part of this is also that like Hermione is part of the protection spell because she has Lily's blood running through her veins. So because Hermione is always with Harry, he's protected at Hogwarts. It's not because Hogwarts is a home to him. It's because Hermione is always there. Which I was like, you know what could be a protection to him? You know that like whole magic thing that they have where they can like magically protect themselves? That might be better <laughs> than just maybe his sister. Um, so these are some, I, I didn't read these the first time I read this theory. Oh my God. Several different ideas have been pro proposed for how Harry will eventually learn the truth. One, he will find it in his own memory. Oh my god. Two, Voldemort will find it, so there will be no point hiding the truth from Harry Why anymore. Why would Voldemort even care? Because, like, she could be the chosen one. That's also or I part guess, of this. I guess you could hold her for, like, ransom <clears throat> or something. I don't know. Um, three, Harry will learn occlumency once he's able to close his mind. Hermione or Dumbledore will tell him. So that's part of their argument for not telling him is because he has that link with Voldemort and he might find out. So I guess, like, the idea is that Hermione is also possibly the chosen one. I don't know. Uh, and that they changed her birthday. Are they twins? Is well, the idea that they're twins? there are two theories that they're twins. One is that they're twins and that they changed her because Hermione's birthday is in September. Um, and I mean, Harry's if, is if you're July. hiding a whole baby, you can, I guess, hide their birthday too. And then the other theory is that she's like 10 months older than him, which is technically possible. It's called Irish twins. Yeah. Um, and so she's Why is Arabella though. Fig in this? Like, what is happening? All right, so then, oh, there's a whole thing about how originally, and this is like true, that J.K. Rowling had originally named Hermione, Hermione Jean, um, shoot, what was it? It started with a P, though, so they were both HJP. Like, those were both of their initials. What? Which, what? honestly, to me, is, like, the best part of this video. <laughs> was like, that Wow, that you, they, they went for a deep dive. Uh, if they had, like, deep dived any further, they would have heard um, when people ask why Harry and Hermione aren't the couple that gets together, uh, J.K. Rowling always says, oh, I always thought, like, maybe they would, but then I wanted her to get together with Ron. Well, they bring that up. What like, I think in the first book, she still had the idea that Hermione was going to be, like, Well, so they bring that up as an argument, is that whenever J.K. Rowling asks, gets asked about Harry and Hermione as, like, relations, she's like, do you really think that they would be together? Like, ask the, these rhetorical questions. Like, obviously, she's saying that because 
it's so obvious that they're like simply. <laughs> That's it's not. <laughs> it's simply not. I I also like that a lot of these theories give Harry um, the character trait where his his friends aren't really his friends, which is kind of awful if you think about it. One's Dumbledore. One's one's doing it only to protect him for one thing, and one's doing it only because they're, like, related to him, which just makes Harry seem like a real dork that can't get any friends. Can't we just let Harry have his friends? fandom people you can tweet at me it's fine all right i'm just trying to find her supposed to be last name like i said this is a really long article it's, I, you're never gonna find it i'm gonna find it they keep bringing up that like oh they could never date haha <laughs> they're just platonic friends i'm like yeah yeah can't that oh be true? it's puckle Hermione Jane Puckle, which Harry James Potter, I guess it kind of sounds similar. Yeah, but like when that was true, Harry also had a different name. HJP. They were both HJP. Hot. Um, and then like when she's like pronouncing her name to Crumb, Hermonini, I don't know. They were like her home or something. I don't know. Oh they were God. trying to like analyze that. Um, and I don't mean to be mean to this person because they spent a lot of they time on this They spent a theory. lot of time. And you know what? Here's the thing. I I like stuff like this in the context of like a what if. Yeah. But when you try to really prove it to me of like there's proof in the books beyond, you know, a couple of like cool things, I'm kind of, I get resistant because I like the books the way that they are. And I like the idea that Harry has friends who just really want to be his friends truthfully because they like him and so it kind of they kind of like bum me out any theory that like takes agency away from harry just makes it seem like he's like really sad (laughs) oh please i'm sorry i just got to this thing where it says not all clues work, though. The following clues work best for the sibling theory. Whoa. So these are their best clues, and they are stretches. <laughs> Harry says two Neptunes in Trelawney's class. When he's, like, looking at TV, he's like, that can't be right. Two Neptunes. And they're like, two Neptunes, two children, like, blah, blah, blah. Another um, hidden memory thing. The business. N- the ninny sister syndrome, Whoa. which there's no such thing as a ninny cousin syndrome. I don't even know what that it is. Be- it's like trying to be better than your sibling, and it's specifically like a girl and a boy relationship. I don't know. Oh, that's part of their theory is, I don't know if we said that this. they're like that, competing. That Hermione wants to be like a know-it-all and wants to do really well at school because she knows that Harry's like the chosen one, so she wants to be... As good at him at something else, which, okay. Um, she mixes up air was with air was or something like that in her um, whatever class that is, which means duality, uh, which indicates a very close relation. Again, a or a these are I just want to remind you the best clues. You know what I really like about this article is that it's written. In the sense of like when you when you surely have to defend <laughs> believing this theory to your friends, here's how you do it. It's not written in a like here's what I think. They're like enlist, and it's very confrontational. Um. So her name, her my own flesh and blood, also indicates something closer than cousins. 
One time, and this is another one, one time when they are under the invisibility cloak, it's flapping behind them, and J.K. Rowling says, like a banner, and they're like, James Cloak being compared to a banner, streaming behind them, like a family banner. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> Everybody knows that when two people touch a banner, they're siblings. <laughs> you become but they siblings. weren't, it was, the cloak was like, behind them, <laughs> like a banner. Streaming. Um, twice... In, um, P.S. Uh, Philosopher's Stone. So, in Philosopher's Stone and, um, Order of the Phoenix. This article is so long that they're using acronyms we've never heard before. (laughs) Hermione told Harry, (laughs) if it was me, this should mean that it could have been her, thus that she too was born to those who have thrice defied him. At least two clues indicate that Hermione's true name should be Potter. Her Patronus and J.K. are schoolless. The HJP. What? Why does the otter? Oh, otter. Like Potter. Because her paternity <laughs> is an otter. Oh, oh my gosh. God. And then there's like theories that she's like a half sibling. Um, I, okay. I have a fan theory about this fan cousin theory. theory. I have a fan theory about okay. this fan theory. Are you ready? They keep using the word should. Like this should mean this. So even they know it's not true. They're like, this should mean this, but it doesn't because if the story's written correctly, they'd be brother and sister. <laughs> oh, wait, let me just go back to these are, like, reasons how Harry will eventually learn the truth. Um, Harry will see Hermione Potter on the Marauder's map. Interesting enough, he has never seen Hermione on the map up till now. <laughs> um, J.K. Rowling once said Professor McGonagall has a magical quill that writes the names of all magical babies into a book when they are born. Wow. When does she say that? Wow! Oh, J.K. JK Rowling once said that. Oh. This is how she can send them an owl when they turn 11. The book is kept in McGonagall's office, so it's possible that Harry will somehow find this book and read Potter, Hermione, Potter, Harry. Um, Harry will see it in Dumbledore's Pensieve. That's honestly probably the most accurate. That would During the happen. final battle, Harry will realize Voldemort cannot harm him when he is at Hogwarts, just like when he is at Privet Drive in his aunt's house. Um, so he will understand that his mother's blood is at Hogwarts. That's the, the protection thing that she's protecting ah. him. In the end, Hermione will fulfill the prophecy by killing Voldemort. After Voldemort will have marked her with a scar, at that time, Harry will understand. Ah. So this is before, I think it's after the sixth one, and it's before the seventh one yeah. has come out. Because, um, it's because he's, I'm saying he, I don't know who wrote this. Um, at the beginning, they're like, well, J.K. Rowling's hinting something. I know what it is. So I wrote a short novella on the sibling theory <laughs> and how you can defend it to your fa- friends and family. Oh, my gosh. This is so intense. Oh, my God. There's a fan club in Denmark called the Sibling Theory Supporters. The Go Sibling Theory that. and Beyond. Whoa. Okay, so we will definitely link this. Yeah, this thing is wild. It'll be great. It's a short novella. All right, so I think there's a couple more. Let's see. Oh my god, how can you talk that though? I know I should have waited till the end. I you I'm... like scrolled past that, and I saw like Ginny Weasley is Willy Wonka, and I was like, yep, checks out. <laughs> um, so Credence from Fantastic Beasts is okay. Voldemort's dad, and the only mm. explanation for this is that Fantastic Beasts, the first one, is set in 1926, and that's the year Voldemort was born. I don't think Credence is having 
any relation. So. <laughs> like, he's not even human right now, oh, like, where we left. I was going to tell you, this This kind of kind of relates to this, like, really weird... It's not really a fan theory. It's just a post on Tumblr that's going around the fandom where somebody wrote something that said, like, Harry looks a lot like James because when J.K. Rowling eventually revealed that Snape was in love with Lily, she didn't want there to be any question that, like, he's still James Potter's kid, like, just in case anybody yeah. started to do a weird fan theory on that. But the person in the post is like, but what if Lily injected baby Harry with polyjuice potion? So what? I was like, like, James. <laughs> and the second part to the post is just like a gif of somebody going, what the hell? Honestly, though, one of the theories, and I didn't have time earlier today to look it up, was Snape is really Harry's dad. It yeah. must be in It must be a part of that. But it's like this really crazy thing where Lily's like, oh, I gotta inject this baby with potion and you just see like reactions of people being like that's so fucking crazy yeah and the whole thing doesn't make sense because jk rowling says the reason why Voldemort is the way he is is because he was conceived with under a love potion and, like, and we that also explains we know who his dad is and we know who his mom is you just like credence kind of looks like yeah. flashback Voldemort that's pretty much that's really the theory also okay? like he's currently in america like um okay here's another <laughs> crazy one lupin is james potter in disguise wild because when they were being sought after james protected himself and i guess not his family uh-huh. not his baby son he was like switched <laughs> with lupin I don't know. And so he's been masquerading as Lupin this whole time, but, like, doesn't reach out to Harry until he gets assigned to teach at Hogwarts? <laughs> what, what's also... There's so many things that are bonkers about this theory, but number one thing that's bonkers, you see Lupin transform, which would mean that James Potter was like, I know that I can already turn into a stag and hide myself in the woods and not pretend to be anybody else, just be an animal but I am going to submit myself to a werewolf's bite so that I can proceed with this ruse. Yeah, and then they were like, but that would mean that James, like, is a jerk. Then started dating Tonks and, like, didn't love Lily anymore. That would explain Harry being like, why don't you be with her? Like, he just wants a stepmom. I mean, <laughs> I love it. I love these, I, I, I'm, like, mad at all these series, but they I do love this. The body was still a werewolf. It was just a switching spell, a and so it was, like, James's conscious he did a, in he did a switcheroo. That's, so he did a switcheroo. I don't even know how this works. The and old magical switcheroo. <laughs> That's he thought horrible. better of being directly in contact with Harry because it was too painful and too emotional to reach out to a son who cannot know his father's true identity. Have you seen that thing where um, the actor who played Lupin, I don't remember his name, but he talked in an interview about how when he when he asked the director how he should play Lupin, because, you know, Lupin's a little yeah out of it sometimes, um, the director apparently said, like a gay junkie. <laughs> Checks out. Checks out for a wolf star. Yeah. That hug. 
Yeah, so that was the last theory. Was like, I, you have no notes on Snape. This well, I, told you I, didn't, I was gonna look it up, but I didn't have time, and I thought, thought we had a lot. Well, I I already said the crazy thing about her yeah. injecting poison. So that that explains that one. Can't. All right. Oh boy. So those were all my theories for today, and there are, some people wrote into our like Reddit and on Facebook. Um, there was a cool one that I saw today about. Um, horse slughorn but we're gonna save some of those for when we talk about it within the context of the chapters Mm -hmm. or we might have another um it's hard to talk about slughorn when he's not you know present in the story (laughs) slughorn is so weird he's one of those characters that i also like i love but i get so annoyed with like every time there's a chapter with slughorn i'm like i don't love this can i skip this i when i say i love it i'm like like, from a story standpoint, I'm like, he has important information, and he's a fun, he's like a yeah, funny character, yeah. but that, he is annoying, he's is so annoying, yeah, he's more annoying than Lockhart, for sure, I love Lockhart, Lockhart's, Lockhart's <laughs> a card, yeah, I, exactly. I enjoy him, I, um, I do, like, when you guys were talking about, is Lock, Lockhart really a Ravenclaw, yeah. I was like, furiously like taking notes on the yeah, bus what did, what did you think i think that you're right i don't, I don't well we didn't oh, wait, really land where on did it. you guys land on it i said i stand by him being a ravenclaw i think in the end because he was able to like keep up the the facade of it for so long um and i see the argument for slytherin um kind of like Trying to get ahead and not necessarily, like, taking, like, the long route. Yeah. Whereas I I do think that it's a little bit of a Ravenclaw thing to, like, want to do all of the steps of the thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think the houses break down any time that you start to examine them even a little bit closely. Unless you're, like, a true Gryffindor like Harry Potter is. There's no, like, good... Like, once you start looking into a character, yeah. you're like, uh, They're always a little bit of something else. But I think... Like, Dumbledore is like, come on, Gryffindor. Like, it doesn't always shake yeah. out that way when they actually He's have more to of be real people. Um, he definitely is. Well, and I think Ben brought up a good point on that episode that he really values. He wants people to see him as smart. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what makes him a Ravenclaw. I mean, that's kind of like a cop-out. Like, oh, I want to be... Se- see that's smart but because that's like a trait that he really values and he wants to be he works so hard yeah, to be seen that be way seen without smart. actually doing it so i well, it's really a tie for me between slytherin and raven to me i almost wonder if it's the type of thing of like they talk a lot about magical families and how you know everybody in this family gets sorted the same way and i almost wonder if the lockhart thing is the sort of thing of where all the Lockharts are all these really smart people, and that's why, you know, he's really good at memory charms, but has this inferiority complex about, I have to be seen as smart, because yeah. maybe, because that's something that gets brought up a lot, that yeah. the families put a lot of pressure on your house. Well, that stuff. the families, like, have these, these innate traits, which may or may not actually work that way. Like, Percy probably... Oh, yeah, we said he doesn't make sense if to he, be a Gryffindor. If he wasn't a Weasley, probably would have been sorted into a different house. Slytherin, we said. Really? Well, I originally said Ravenclaw, but it was more... It's not Hufflepuff, I'll tell you that. Man. I think I No actually, loyalty in that boy. I might have landed on Ravenclaw. 
Yeah, I think Ravenclaw. But his he's really I ambitious. That's what it was. And um, we were talking about mm-hmm. in this, like the last chapter in Flourish and Blots. Um, he's reading a book on like how to become prime or not prime minister, uh, a minister of magic. And he, Ron says Percy's really ambitious, you know. And like then we that just like yeah pushes into a whole conversation about Percy. Well, because he's willing to kind of, like, leave his family, obviously, and everything to get ahead and, like, kind of... Um, yeah, but I... Looking out for number one. <laughs> I mean, I obviously think that, like, you don't get enough of Percy, like, actual, pure, unadulterated Percy. Not that I'm asking for any Percy time. I don't want to... Pure, get... unadulterated Percy. <laughs> That's the secret name for this episode. <laughs> um, but, like, you don't get as much of him, so, like... Ron says that, but it's like, okay, is he really ambitious, or is he just ambitious compared to you, Ron? I think Ron, he... who quits being an R and just starts working at the joke shop because he's tired. He's looking out for his brother. <laughs> no, I actually think that's really sweet. In I my know. <laughs> in my fan fiction, he works at the joke shop, and it's I love it. I love that he's at he's there. Yeah, doing um... inventory, you know, Ron stuff. <laughs> I I do think he's very ambitious. Um, yeah, I mean they say that, and you definitely see that played out. But I, yeah. I just mean like, you, a Ravenclaw trait is something that you have to like really get to know a person. We obviously don't know Percy like at all because yeah. who wants to spend any time with Percy? Just like all Ravenclaws, right? Whoa, rude <laughs> slam. Like Luna's a Ravenclaw. I don't know if I want unadulterated Luna time <laughs> either. <laughs> Are you not a big Luna fan? She's just a lot to take. Do you know what I mean? Like, anytime that there's She's those like scenes... She's like the Phoebe. <laughs> if you know friends. I, um, I do. I do know friends. <laughs> but, like, all those long scenes where, like, she's explaining stuff to Harry, like, you have to admit that those are, like, a little tough to get through because you're like, what? I just, like, um, heck. well, Ron's kind of mean, but I think Ron's reaction to Luna is always pretty funny. And he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, I have a friend like this at work where she just like says stuff sometimes and you're like, I don't know what I can do to help you, but I wish I could do something. Like, I can't respond to I that. I can't respond to that. All right, so anything else before we um, end okay. for today? I did want to talk to you about something. Um, Go for it's it. It's not a fan theory. I just want to like ask the question. <laughs> I'm I'm writing a fan fiction and in the fan fiction I'm having a real tough time. Do wizards wear robes all the time or do they wear muggle clothes? This is my theory. No, I guess okay. it's not theory. I think that they wear them all the time and I think that's best showcased by the fact that nobody knows what to wear to the tri or not the tri the um Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, but in book 1 Ron gets a sweater. I know. We talked about that, too. And so I don't like, know what's considered, like, muggle clothes. And we're like, how do they not know how to dress for the um, thing, like, do the they? Quidditch <laughs> thing? Because, like, they wear sweaters and stuff. To school as part of their uniform. Yeah. But then in the... And pants. Like, they wear pants and stuff under their robes. Oh, yeah. And, like, and they're wearing I'm like, clothes. <laughs> this, 
the like the like oh we're wizards so we don't know anything about muggle clothes thing doesn't shake out to me because it makes me wonder i'm like oh hey so are like older wizards who like maybe don't know about pants are they not wearing anything under their robes? or they think that what wizards wear isn't what muggles wear which is not true like they are actually wearing the same thing but they think that muggles well, do something different well then when they do the like when they go to the um, tournament, you'd think they would be like, oh, these are just normal pants. But also, like, most people live among muggles, so they see muggles. They must see them all the time. So, but I do think that they Harry wear their robes a lot. Harry even sees one, what is, it, what is it in the first book where he, like, sees a man in a robe in, like, the grocery store oh, or yeah. something? Yeah, they're wearing, I think they wear their robes, and, like, they do wear clothes underneath, but, like, apparently they're not normal. That's I don't just, know. it's always bothered me, so in the thing I'm writing they're getting really dressed up they're buying dress robes yeah and that's another time where they talk about like oh well we have we are different than muggles because we all wear robes all the time but then the girls are wearing dresses it's so confusing to me and I'm having a real tough time I I know what you mean and I don't like how in the movies they've completely disregarded yeah by the, the end of the movies they're just like ropes are gone like nobody wears ropes except for like Voldemort yeah, that's true. And, like, the Death Eaters, I guess. But they wear them as a, like, you know, KKK Uniform. type of thing. Not mm, yeah. not as, like, a, well, these are just our normal robes and we have masks. And I guess, like, Dumbledore wears robes all the time. And Snape does, too, but you they, can also kind of clearly see his pants either. underneath. Yeah. Quirrell wears robes, but Quirrell's also a real weirdo. And, well, like, so I think also, like, what most of the older wizards wear are, like, older clothes. Like, McGonagall wears those, like, kind of Victorian dresses. So, it's mm-hmm. like, their fashion style hasn't progressed the that same as like, Muggles. Yeah, that they're out of time. So, which, I think maybe I, that's Which is why. cool. I yeah. like that part of the books where it's, like, we use quills. Like, it's a very, like, yeah. we really are stepping into another world. And, like, Dumbledore wears, like, almost, like, dresses. Like, he doesn't wear pants. Dumbledore doesn't. <laughs> what is he wearing under this? <laughs> like, it's just, like, a long <gasps> dress. Like, I don't think he is wearing anything. Is he any, wearing underwear? Like, br- britches or whatever they're called. Bloomers. Bloomers. <laughs> I would die. I think he's wearing bloomers. I would die. You know what? When and he socks. looks in the mirror, Eris said when he says like I'm wearing really cool socks, he's also seeing himself in his blue meat. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Have you also seen? There's like a Tumblr post going around that says when Arthur Weasley looks in the mirror of Eris head, he he looks exactly the same, but he has a twinkle in his eye, and that's how he knows he knows exactly what a rubber duck does. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he's a twinkle in his eye because. Dumbledore's his son, Ron Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, they picked us, Molly. We're going (laughs) to raise They sacrificed ours. I've also had this question, and I didn't read Cursed Child. You didn't? No, I'm afraid to. I mean, be afraid, but you should read it. I I didn't want to read it either. Here's what happened. I was getting really excited to read it, and then, as I do with all things, I read a bunch of spoilers. Oh, I didn't, I read it fresh, but I, see, I didn't want to read it because I wanted to see the... I just wanted to see the play. um, Oh, yeah. Without knowing anything about it, but... I don't know if I'm going to get to see the play. Yeah, it's the kind of thing of where if I could see the play, I would immediately jump on that. But reading a written play, I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work for me it as didn't. well. 
Um, but like we talked about this in the last episode too, so you'll you'll hear oh, it. Oh, okay. I'm but. very excited. I'll send you like my furious <laughs> notes on it. So thanks for coming on Yay! and filling in for. And I'm Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what you edit out. <laughs> I, I gave you a lot of material, but I'm excited for Alex to listen to it. I know. And give me her notes and be like, you're being crazy. Maybe we'll have a bonus of us discussing what we discussed. <laughs> Meta. I actually, what I'm actually excited for is like the next one that you record with Alex where you have to be like, oh, Seraphine is or something like that. Oh, Alex is gonna be like, um, you guys said this about me and it's not true. Yeah, so. All right, so. I have more confrontational things to say about Alex, but I'll stop right now because the podcast is over. All right, have a great day and great rest of your life. Have a, have a good time listening to this, you know, wherever you're listening to this. Bye. Bye. Mischief Managed. Bum bum ba bum 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 bum